there, and welcome back to the Hello Personality Podcast, where we dig deep into personality type to understand who we really are so that we can live each day with greater purpose and intention by focusing on what really matters. I'm Leslie McDaniel, and this is Season 5, Episode 10. We're exploring the concept of motivation through the lens of your mental wiring and the 16 type system of personality this season. And to help us with this exploration, we've had seven interviews this season with people of various types to understand the connections that exist between their mental wiring or their cognitive functions in this system and what motivates them. In this episode, I wanted to talk to you about some of the potential shadowy motivations for each function. Now, I love talking about and shining a light on my own shadowy parts. And actually, at the time of this recording, I just recently returned from a retreat in which we explored our shadows. So this is really fresh on my mind. The idea of doing shadow work or exploring the unconscious parts of ourselves that impact us and our interactions and our life experiences originated with Carl Jung. And you may or may not be familiar with what are called the shadow functions. Those are the functions that are considered in our shadow because there are four non-primary functions. Um, And just a note, that's not what we're talking about this season, But really quickly, an example would be for the ENTJ type, for example. They lead with extroverted thinking, then next is introverted intuition, then extroverted sensing, and then introverted feeling. So that means that the four functions that come after that would be in order, introverted thinking, extroverted intuition, introverted sensing, and extroverted feeling. And those would be what's considered the, quote, shadow functions of the ENTJ personality type. So as I mentioned, that's not what we're talking about in this episode. And those last four functions are important, but I really believe that for each of us, myself included, that there may be a lot we can still observe with our first four functions, even if you know your type and you've been doing some work on it for a while. So I wanted to share some potential shadow motivations related to each of the eight functions. And these are some of the aspects of the function that you may not see right away. So as I go through this list in this episode, keep in mind that I'm sharing these with you to help in your self-reflection and self-observations, not to heap judgment upon yourself. And you may or may not be wired that way, but judging myself used to be my go-to tendency. So if you're like that at all, I just wanted to encourage you to look at these things with neutrality and curiosity if you also have that tendency to judge yourself. Keep in mind that these shadows may or may not exist in the form that I'm sharing them. How these shadows show up can really depend on a number of factors, including your Enneagram type or how much personal growth work you've done. And these shadows are mostly present when you haven't integrated the other side of the polarity of that function. And for more information on that, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, I really encourage you to go back and listen to season one, episode nine. So it's best to look at these shadows after you have really thoroughly confirmed your type. And instead of using what I'm about to say as confirmation of your type, because I'll talk about this a little bit at the end, but we all have the potential for any of these shadows that I'm going to talk about. All right, so here we go. Let's start with the perceiving functions and extroverted sensing. Now, as I go through 
this function and all the remaining functions, keep in mind that this is mostly shadows related to people who use this function in one of the first two positions. This really could be a shadow related to using this function anywhere in your cognitive function sequence. But for the purposes of this episode, I really want you to consider the shadows of your first two functions. So keep that in mind. With SE, it can be very motivated to seek constant stimulation or new experiences. And the underlying piece of that could be avoidance of deeper issues that may live in either the emotional or psychological realm and avoiding long-term consequences. In the same way, needing immediate gratification or being distracted by shiny object syndrome is another motivation that may live in your SE shadow for some people. Another motivation could be to engage in risk-taking behavior. Now, when I say that, I know a lot of people who use SE um, sometimes don't recognize it because SE is often associated with bungee jumping and jumping out of planes and things like that. And that can be true. That's one style of extroverted sensing. But I would encourage you if you use this function or if you think you might use it in the first two positions, expand that a little bit more and consider what type of risky behavior might you be engaging in. Uh, especially that's not connected to the long-term consequences or the future, because it may not be the image you have in your mind of jumping out of a plane or something like that. So another motivation would be to overindulge in physical pleasures, those sensory experiences, or just being impulsive and indulging yourself in what's happening right now. And the last thing I'll mention is being motivated to avoid the future. So being so immediately focused or focused on immediate experiences that you neglect long-term planning or consideration for those future consequences, like I mentioned, and that can result in having short-sighted decisions. Okay, so moving on to the other sensing function, introverted sensing or SI. So the types who use introverted sensing in one of the first two spots would be the ISJs and ESJs. And I think I may have forgotten to mention previously for extroverted sensing, that would be ESPs or ISPs. Okay, so back to introverted sensing. One motivation that may potentially live in the shadow for SI is to relive past experiences or hold those past experiences as precedents, as the way things should be, and to do whatever you can to uphold those as the standard, so to speak. Another potential motivation is to avoid change out of a sense of fear or even to have an outright resistance to change that can really prevent you from seeing new possibilities. In the same way, you may have an underlying resistance to change, to new ideas, and it may not actually be out of a genuine belief in tradition or honoring the past, but it may be due to a fear of the unknown or and insecurity around what can't be known and not being able to handle new information that comes up. Another possible shadow motivation would be to be excessively motivated by routines, habits, traditions, and having a rigidity around these, which can lead to inflexibility and the difficulty in adapting to new circumstances and new points of view. And then finally, there can be an extreme motivation towards security and overemphasis on security, prioritizing security and stability to such an extent that it prevents taking risks, even healthy risks, or trying new approaches that could lead to new growth and improvement. 
Okay, next up we have extroverted intuition or NE. And this includes ENPs or INPs who use this function first or second. So NE users can be motivated to jump too quickly between ideas, concepts, and patterns without really exploring each one in depth. And this constant seeking of new ideas and possibilities can be used to avoid commitment or responsibility. So there can be a shadow motivation for those things. Another potential shadow motivation is using conversations with others solely for the purpose of exploring more and more possibilities and more and more possible patterns, and therefore maybe dominating conversations rather than being genuine in your interactions with others and having a more give and take experience in the conversation. Another potential shadow motivation is escaping from reality. So NE users have a big imagination and see lots of conceptual possibilities, but they may use those as an escape from dealing with realities and practicalities of the current situation. And this can lead to procrastination and neglecting some really important tasks. And lastly, another motivation in the shadow would be to avoid details or avoid practicality that could actually ground some of their patterns and ideas. All right, and rounding out the perceiving functions, we have introverted intuition, or NI, and this is for INJs and ENJs. One potential shadow motivation is being overly confident with an insight or pattern that seemingly explains everything, and therefore just dismissing new information that could interrupt that pattern. Another potential shadow is having tunnel vision and being so fixated on a particular vision or idea that alternative perspectives and possibilities are ignored. So this, as you can imagine, can lead to a lack of openness and flexibility and missed opportunities or dismissing things too quickly. Another potential shadow motivation is the over-focus on the future and future possibilities and long-term visions that the present is neglected. When INJs or ENJs are so convinced uh, that a particular outcome is inevitable, they may be actually unconsciously motivated to have behaviors that inadvertently bring that outcome to fruition. And this could be both positive and negative outcomes. And then the last shadow I'll mention is an overestimating of their intuitive accuracy. So having a confidence in the accuracy of, of your intuitive insight can lead to misguided decisions or the failure to seek and consider actual evidence or other people's viewpoints. Okay, so let's move on to the judging functions, starting with the potential shadows of extroverted thinking, or TE, and this will mostly concern the ETJs and the ITJs. So there can be a motivation, an underlying unconscious motivation to control the environment or systems and outcomes, and to therefore then have rigidity around plans, systems, and structures that you've set up. These types can have a shadow motivation of just doing what works to the detriment of your own feelings or the feelings of others. And along with this could be a core motivation to avoid feelings, actually, your own or others, in order to meet a goal or to achieve something. Another potential shadow motivation can be to be motivated by how people can help you or how they can be a resource to you without the desire to develop a relationship or consider the impact on them. 
Then lastly, there can be a shadow of impatience with the process. So having impatience or frustration with a process that doesn't yield an immediate or tangible result. So therefore, that can cause rushed decisions or overlooking important details or things that would actually help you slow down. Okay, so let's look at the other thinking function, introverted thinking for ITPs and ETPs. One potential shadow for these types is being completely motivated by logic to the exclusion of emotional or relational considerations. And this might manifest as a tendency to dismiss or undervalue the emotional aspects of a situation, and that could lead to strained relationships or even a lack of empathy. There can be an underlying motivation to use intellectualization as a defense and to avoid emotional vulnerability by being intellectual. There can be an underlying motivation to pursue a flawless thought process and flawless logic internally. So you can get so caught up in analyzing and overthinking that it may lead to indecision or inaction. Another shadow aspect of TI can manifest as social isolation or emotional detachment. So these types might retreat into their inner world of thoughts and ideas and become disconnected from the external world and the people in it. And then finally, there can be a shadow of being critical or judgmental towards people who don't meet their standards of logic or rationality. And this can create a sense of superiority and can also alienate others. All right, so moving on to the feeling functions, let's look at extroverted feeling or FE. And this would be EFJs and IFJs. So a shadow of this function could be emotional manipulation. These types have a really good understanding of emotions and social dynamics, so they can unconsciously manipulate others to maintain harmony or maybe even for some level of personal gain, like feeling good about themselves, at the expense of their own authenticity. There can also be a shadow of being overemphasized on group harmony and prioritizing that group harmony to the point of suppressing opinions that are different or personal truths. And this can lead to stifling individual expression in a group. Another potential shadow of extroverted feeling is feeling overly responsible for other people's feelings. So wanting to make people feel good or being responsible for their emotional well-being can lead to being overly involved in other people's problems and neglect their own needs and boundaries and that of others as well. There can be a shadow of hidden resentment with these types as well for continuously adapting and compromising their own logic and beliefs and internal standards for the sake of group harmony and maybe even for approval from others. So along those lines, there can also be a shadow of seeking validation. This can include like engaging in behaviors that are really primarily designed unconsciously, most likely to receive compliments, recognition or validation from others. I want to make a quick note here that this is really based on being an extroverted judging function because it's so focused on the external world's feedback and what's going on in the external world. So this could also apply to TE or extroverted thinking. And finally, let's take a look at the potential shadows and shadow motivations of introverted feeling or FI. There can be a shadow of harboring hurt feelings or being overly sensitive to criticism or perceived slights that can lead to misunderstandings in relationships. There can also be a shadow motivation of 
isolation and withdrawing into themselves, especially during emotional turmoil with others. And that could lead to a lack of external support and isolation. Another potential shadow could be a lack of awareness of others and being so absorbed in your own feelings and experiences that it may be hard to see outside of yourself at times or to be in touch with other people's feelings. There can also be a shadow of a moodiness that determines their experiences and basing your decisions on your feelings and your moods instead of also including a logical perspective in your decisions. Okay, so we've covered each function, and I just want to acknowledge again that it's difficult to paint a black and white picture of the shadows of each function, since, as I shared at the beginning, a lot of this may vary from person to person. But I still wanted to share these with you as something to guide your own self-reflections and self-observations. And keep in mind, as I mentioned at the beginning, that you and I both have the potential to experience any of these shadows, since we do use all eight functions. It's just the shadows and the shadow motivations associated with your particular functions are going to be more possible or prominent. So if you'd like to clarify your personality type in this system, to have a more fine-tuned approach to your inner and outer growth work, including recognizing your shadows, Let's work together to verify your personality type. Just go to hellopersonality.com slash 16types to complete an application. After we land on your four-letter type, we'll do a deep dive into your cognitive functions and explore how to get started on your personalized growth plan based on your type in the system. So coming up in the next episode, I'll share the biggest themes from this season and the most impactful advice for each type if you want to increase your motivation to do things that matter most in your life. Okay, I'll see you then. Take care. <music>